my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we go. You know, Big Kev, I got to say, I it's not the normal, but I like this whole recording on a Friday thing. It's kind of uh, it's kind of nice. I like it. I can get used it's to this. It's interesting. But, uh, but we are a tripod without a leg today because uh, the sandwich mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not able to join us this evening, which kind of sucks. I like having him around. You know, it's it's. The the kid he's the heart and soul of this show, so so not ha- not having not having his cheery optimism, uh uh you know demeanor around is kind of blah because we got to balance who's, you out. Yeah, and who's gonna do that read? Oh, that's I'm all not you. gonna do that's it. That's all you, sir. That's all you. I don't got it. I don't even know where it is. Oh, you can do it. I believe in you. I believe in oh, you. Oh man, I I don't do I don't know how to do all the boops, bops, and beeps. You know, it, 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 there's, there's a time in a man's life when you have to try to take that first step. So I think this may be it for you. Oh, this might be it then. Yeah. Uh, but sir, welcome to episode, what the hell are we, 615? 615, of, of, still ticking of, along. <laughs> is that the temporary title, still ticking along? Um, yeah, so just recording uh, a, a little bit late because there was some scheduling issues. We were trying to make things work, and after a week of uh, you know having Thanksgiving off, we wanted to make sure we didn't uh, we didn't skip a beat. And uh, 
right. you know, go two weeks uh, uh, quiet here at the show. So, uh, right. but, you know, better late than and, never. It is what it is. Yep. And this isn't going to be a long one. We're going to get through the important stuff and then we're going to get you out of here so you can go on with the rest of your lives. Indeed. Uh, so let's just hit on really quickly and everything. We do have a few notes. It's our usual spiel. Uh, you could follow us at patreon.com slash geekstufftng for just a buck, be in charge, uh, or rather be uh, involved in our uh, Discord service. For $3 a month, you get the show a day and a half early. We're going to kind of throw that rule out the window for today. Uh, and a sneak peek at the prep sheets. <laughs> for $5, you get the weekend bonus show, some vintage episodes, and for 10 bucks a month, you get the live show on the Instagram, which is oh so swell. You could have, uh, you could be getting it hours early this week. This is, uh, this is the case uh, at minimum for sure. But uh, yeah, Kev, we have a lot of stuff in the news. I have kind of like a rant I kind of want to go on uh, towards the end of the show and everything. Oh boy! Uh, and really, like the, the there's two great aspects about recording uh, uh, on Friday evening right now is the fact that. Um, we can Anything talk drops on Friday afternoon, we can still talk about it. Well, we can talk. Well, true. We can talk about uh, the the not the latest Mando episode, but uh, the one where you know a lot of stuff happened for Mandalorian yes. and a gigantic story in uh, media in the movie industry dropped on what would it have been Thursday afternoon? I yep. think. Uh, or Wednesday, I think, actually. Maybe it was late when I don't even know now. I think it was Wednesday, but I'm not entirely sure. It's 2020. All the days are the, kind of the same at this point. They just blend together is what I'm saying. Yeah, just a uh, uh, total mishmash. Uh, but I think we need to hit about the, the movie side of things first right now because it is just so huge. It's huge. Uh, Warner Brothers. Huge. It's absolutely huge. Humongous. The biggest thing ever. Warner Brothers. I can't wait till I never make that joke again. <laughs> uh, very soon. Uh, Warner Brothers to debut its 2021 film slate uh, when it's supposed to be released in theaters uh, going in for the next, um, we'll call it 12 months and uh, a week, give or take. So what does this mean? So this means that on HBO Max, uh, you're going to be able to watch things that uh, you want to. So, for instance, for me, like I want to see Godzilla vs. King Kong slated to be released at May 21st. Uh, it will be in select theaters, supposedly, but it will also be showing up on its streaming platform at the exact same time. Same thing for now, the Yes. Have they said... I'm sorry to interrupt. No problem. Have they said that it's going to be whether it's going to be the same kind of Disney Plus situation where they're going to charge you an unreasonable amount of money to see it on HBO Max or does everyone who has HBO Max pretty much going to get first run movies until theaters are open again all you need to do is log in so you just buy the traditional HBO Max um uh package the $15 a month. They have a right. they have a sale going on right now for anyone who is interested uh, for 20% off for six months. Uh -huh. So, which equals about what's a year of Disney Plus you get for, for six months of HBO Max uh, to uh, to log in for the, that service as well. Uh, right. So on, so, on such and such day, uh, kind of like the way like a new Mandalorian episode drops, how it just has it like at the top of the banner. I would imagine it'll be the exact same thing where all you got to do is just click on it and you can just watch it. Well, it's as simple as that. I hope so. 
I hope so, because my fear, you know, we talked about this, uh, Mr. Monty, on this program, that my fear is that uh, other movies would try to follow the Mulan model mm-hmm. and charge $40 in order to watch a movie at home. And I really don't feel that that would be a viable sort of way to go, if you will. I just don't think that's going to work. However, if Warner Brothers is taking the leap to say, well, if you have HBO Max, you're going to be able to get this. And I think the first one of those movies is Wonder Woman, Mm -hmm. uh, the sequel to Wonder Woman on Christmas Day. Um, So I guess we'll know in a couple of weeks. I haven't seen anything to indicate that there would be any additional charges for first run content, which really strikes at the heart, as you said earlier, at the movie business. This really strikes at the heart of of a number of businesses, really. Mm -hmm. The movie business, certainly. Movie houses, certainly. Um, What about on demand? You know, cable on demand. That's going to take a hit from this sort of business model as well. So, you know, there is a cornucopia of reasons why I don't think I, 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 where, let me rephrase. I really hope this ends up being a temporary model. And I think it will be because I don't think any of those industries are willing to give up the cash. And we're not going back to, uh, uh, I guess, what you would call a wholly physical uh, media structure. I don't think that's going to happen either. So I think this is a temporary situation until you can get back, you know, but I have to be honest, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mr. Monty, I was in Costco the other day. Okay. I saw an LG, you know, an LG, uh, TV flat Mm -hmm. screen, you know, big, big, uh, you know, fancy, fancy. Okay. It was, it was like 1500 bucks for an 86 inch screen. Ooh. 86 and you can buy a decent surround system now for a hundred. So both of those things being taken into consideration, I have to wonder that the movie industry, the movie theater industry is really got to be shaken in their boots at this point. I listen, I I, I don't think it's ever going to go away. I think it'll become super niche, you know, like you and I will go, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's quite possible. Uh, I mean, the one thing is the the consulting firm Deloitte, they released a survey. Uh, they do these kind of things all the time. And in their most recent survey, it says that most U.S. consumers will feel uncomfortable going to a theater in the next six months. And uh, even let's just say, even look at the bright side of the situation. There's, there's headlines right now about uh, a vaccine in the works. But... Yep. But let's be realistic. Let's say everything goes off without a hitch and and the product actually works with no problem. The amount of effort it takes to not only, you know, forget the production side of things, but just to hand it out to everyone, that everyone gets it properly, that there isn't another right. wave of this, like where you are, you know, in terms of the line, in terms of like who gets the, the, the vaccine first is going to take a very long time, even if we were going out the gate tomorrow. So that's something yeah. to take in consideration. Uh, I mean, listen, if you are an AMC and IMAX, like one of those kind of companies, uh, you're screwed. You're you're screwed. If you if you are like a mom and pop 
uh, theater because, you know, there are still some of them. Unfortunately, even the uh, the movie theater where the blob uh, took place in, what was that? I, I want to say Pennsylvania for some reason. I can't even remember the name of it. They have like a GoFundMe kind of thing going now because they said that, yeah. listen, we survived wars. We've survived this and that. And we, you know, but they're, they're not going to, they're not going to, they said that we're not going to survive this if we don't get help. So it's, it's the very, mom and, go on. This, this theater, this, this island has two theaters on it. Both of them are mom and pop operations. Neither one of them is a part of a conglomerate. Mm -hmm. One of them, the bigger of the two, has closed permanently. And here's the thing. Like, so there you go. I, honestly, I, I don't blame HBO Max uh, or Warner Brothers, AT&T, the, you know, the company that owns them, uh, this service. I don't blame them for making this decision because they need to adjust to the current climate of the craziness that's Agreed. going on in the world right now. So I, I think yep. they're totally in the right uh, to do this. I, I don't have a problem with them because let's yeah. be honest, like they were getting ready to open theaters and then, you know, you know, ish hit the fans. Stuff happened. Speak. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I don't blame them for doing this. I think this is a great option for a service that they're about to roll out. Uh, so I think it makes sense. It's still a little pricey for me personally. I think I'm going to wait till um, uh, the Many Saints of Newark and the King Kong Godzilla film come out before I would uh, give this a go because those are two movies I really, really, really want to check out. Um, right, right there. And you know, there's a lot of stuff going on as it is. Um, what but, you what you need is to find a, a, a family member or friend mm -hmm. who already has HBO, you know, because mm -hmm. they have access to HBO Max. True. And uh, uh, they are doing a seven day free trial service for the platform. Uh, you know, I, I would imagine a total guess here that you would have to have uh, a credit card. For the you know, and then they do the auto pay situation. So that also depends on how much you trust yourself in terms of uh, canceling after seven days. Maybe if you don't want it. But uh, listen, I think this is going to have a ripple effect. Uh, you know, I think this kind. That's of, what they're talking about. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing: like Disney has reached its uh, subscribe, like its five year subscriber goal, three to five year subscriber goal, um, just over a year because of the pandemic. Yep. Everyone's doing that. So. I don't even know if, and they have, I want to say that was in the ballpark of like 60 million people, give or take. I don't have the numbers in front of me. No so idea. Don't hold me in. I, I scarcely know someone without it. Y yeah, that's a good most point. Of the people, most of the people I know have it. Yeah, and that's a so, good point. And it's easy to share. Like they make it easy for you to share it at the same time with profiles oh yeah. and everything. Uh, so uh, I, I don't want to say that Disney's under any pressure right now because to be honest, they're doing really good and it's too very... I, I don't think you can compare. I don't think the average person would put not necessarily the same playing field, but it's two different kinds of product. Like it's apples and oranges, really, when you compare right. HBO to there, even though there's the, 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 the Warner Brothers cartoons and everything like that. I still don't think they really translate the exact same way to the traditional person. I think there's good right. content to enjoy. It just doesn't really compare, match up the same way. So I don't I wouldn't say that. Uh, you know, because I was reading that people were saying like the balls in Disney's court now that the fact that they made this big move, Disney can do. You know, they have some options here. I mean, they they the only the only time where like they're really struggling right now is with their theme parks, understandably, uh, right. and just trying to bounce back there in some capacity where they're trying to allocate like their resources. So I see that as a major issue, or rather, how they have to kind of restructure. So in terms of the movie industry as a whole. 
Well, who knows? Because let's be honest, I think we can all agree that a lot of us are at the quarantine fatigue portion at the same time, arguably why some of the numbers are, are spiking like crazy right now. Uh, so I think there's going to be the time where like, hey, it's to- we know it's totally safe for us to go out. We're going to be like, I want to go out to a movie. I want to go grab food yep. with friends afterwards, like that sort of situation. Uh, I- I'm still going to be going to the drive-in. I, I hope they're able to open up more. Uh, right. or, you know, because of wintertime, but yeah, I think it's, I think this really just accelerates kind of the whole media climate, the way things change over time naturally. Uh, and right. the pandemic is just this, you know, pushing people, um, in that direction. And while we're talking about streaming stuff, uh, big Kev, I don't know if you got a chance, but, uh, uh, the new Animaniac show on Hulu, have you had a chance I to haven't. watch any of it? No, it's on my agenda for this weekend though. So I watched uh, nine episodes, maybe okay. I want to say. Um, I'm liking it, man. It's good stuff. It's good Yeah, I've stuff. heard that. Now, I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard some people really dig it and some people don't, uh, which yeah. I think is really strange. So here's, here's the, I think, the one thing people need to realize is that... Uh, Oh, how do I say this without really pissing off people? It's um, been 20 years? No, no. Uh, I think people forgot how uh, Animaniacs pointed fun at celebrities and political right. parties. So I think some people had an issue when right off the bat uh, they were uh, ripping on on President Trump. And I think that has a lot to do with it because, you know, it's a little, you know, for politics are a hot button issue because uh, because there was a lot there was just really quick because there was a big follow up. Like, do they do they have this kind of social commentary back in the day? I don't recall. And I'm like, yes, they had the Bill they, Clinton thing all the time. It was in the open. That's exactly what I was going to say. Bill Clinton blowing his sacks was in the opening of the show every episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still using the same opening or not, but, you know. Uh, well, there you go. While Bill Clinton, while Bill Clinton plays his sax, mm-hmm. I mean, so they poke fun at everybody. You know, it's like South Park. You know, they they. I mean, it's not social commentary like South Park. I feel is real adult social commentary oh, yeah. in animated form. Animaniacs is a kid show that happens to put. It's kind of like putting sprinkles on, but only the adults can have the sprinkles. <laughs> Like you know, that, on really. the Animaniacs Sunday, you know, like that's that's kind of the way that I view it because that's as little of it as there has been. I don't know. I haven't seen the new one yet, but that's as little of it as there has been. And even if they gin that up a little bit, guess what? Uh, seven, eight year olds who were watching it 20 years ago are now 27 and 28 years old. So maybe a few more little sprinkles of uh, uh, of adult mm-hmm. uh, ism, if you will, is called for and something that they you know feels appropriate for their audience i'm 100 percent behind that i'm really looking forward to watching it though that i have to say yeah be interested to get like a full review once you once you uh are caught up on yeah. it i mean I, I think i will over the weekend so we can talk about it next week Great. Wow, it's gonna be like big review week next week that's very it? true yeah uh i think mm-hmm. a lot of people are are you know, they they maybe they have like some rose colored glasses, like kind of like uh, the nostalgia of the old episodes. But I think that's I, exactly I, it. I think it holds up strong. I think uh, they did a great job. I forgot if uh, I think there's already a season two in the works. I, I really can't recall off the top of my head. I can't remember anything today. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it was- like people who are just it's like Star Wars people who are just like original trilogy only, only the original three. Yeah, like those idiots who just can't find the good in anything else. And listen, I'm as critical as Star Wars as any three people that you know. And the point is, I still can take one or two good things out of the prequels and out of the awful Disney sequels. I can still do that, you know, and I don't have to be all only the original same with star Trek. So, you know, whenever these things sort of happen, there's always the, you know, the original only group. Well, Mm -hmm. fine. You know, like you go out and enjoy your original only content, but you know, leave the rest of us grown ups alone <laughs> who are able to open our mind and find the good in other things. So there you go. There you go. What else? What else you got there? Um, can we talk some Mandalorian, please? Yeah, we, we can. It's we don't we won't you talk know, about the episode I, I we dropped this it, morning. I find it really interesting mm-hmm. that the guy who in our opening says, "I'm I'm not really a fan of Star Wars." is now excited to talk about the Mandalorian. You know what the other funny you know what the other funny aspect is? Um I realized in that intro, I and I didn't even realize it to this week. Uh you fired me like two, like three times in that <laughs> in that intro. <laughs> so that kid yeah. Monty is fired. <laughs> there you go. And uh, you were it's, I thought you were very serious too. Uh but yeah, no. I mean, I'm joking. But um Dude, I mean, it's just again. I haven't even watched the the next the latest episode. I usually watch it Saturday now. Mornings. What's the one we can? The one we can talk about is now Bo Katan. That's the one we can talk about uh, because that is two weeks ago. That was not last week. Is the previous week? The previous week was talking about the whole. Uh, oh, we th- or did we talk about Bo? We didn't talk about the eggs eating debate because that was yes. And right. then there was the uh, Ashoko. Um, we did not talk about that. Correct. We did not. And then, and that's it. We can't talk about the new episode. I haven't even watched it yet. That's the, isn't the new one the Ahsoka Tano one? Well, we're not spoiling anything at this point. If you don't know, Ahsoka Tano is in Get Out from Under Your Rock. We're not going to talk about it. We'll just say that she's in it. Well, that came out last week. That came out a week ago today. That came out a week ago. So we have a new one tonight, right? Yeah, which are which is already out there. I haven't seen it. The I one we can't talk about is last week's. Oh, that's right. We cannot talk about. It. So we're the week before that, which is was that Bo Katan the week before that, or was that he went back and helped out? No, isn't it? Isn't it movies two weeks and it's TV shows one week? TV shows are one week, but we haven't. The week would be tonight. Yeah. So what's wrong with that? You know, it's tonight now, technically. So last week on Mandalorian, (laughs) all the rumors that we've been talking about in this program for probably eight or nine months became true. Rosario Dawson did appear in the Mandalorian as Ahsoka Tano, um, an animated character and not the first and not by not by far the first to cross over from the Clone Wars and Rebels, which she was also in, uh, to cross over from Clone Wars and Rebels into uh, the sort of the real world of the Mandalorian. Um, I thought she was excellent 
Uh, excellent characterization of the character. I, I thought the episode was really, really terrific. Uh, we had another star of uh, westerns and action movies in there, Michael Bean, uh, star of Tombstone, Aliens, Terminator, and so on. Really nice to have him in there and sort of that, you know, I saw so many shades of his Johnny Ringo character, especially in the last scene when he and... Uh, the Mandalorian are sort of facing off, you know, and they're kind of, you know, all they had to do is be slowly circling each other. And you'd basically have the space version of the scene between Michael Bean and Val Kilmer at the end of tombstone uh, or end ish of tombstone. Um, the woman in the movie, I cannot remember uh, in the episode, rather the, the, the other uh, woman, I should say the one who had the best car spear. She actually, I, I know I know her from things, but I think that the article I read, I think, which is really interesting to share, was that her father was a student of Bruce Lee's. Oh wow! Yeah, so there, there. I mean, that martial arts that kind of goes back, and she knew Bruce Lee as well as a child. Uh, so you know, like, there's a lot of there there, was if that, you know what I mean. That character's name was Morgan, right? I believe so. Diana Lee Inosanto. Yes. And her middle name is Lee because I think Bruce Lee was her godfather. Uh, she is also known as the goddaughter of Bruce Lee. Yep. There you go. Yeah. So I did read, uh, I did read an article that stated that, which was great. Um, so yeah, so you got, you, you got some deep roots in there, which is really nice. I mean, let me ask you this. I mean, I mean, obviously, you're you're well more invested in into the whole franchise than I am. I'm not going to go into that. Oh, so. Mr. Mayhem, you're <laughs> just saying you're just saying that because it's true. Um, yeah. Uh, did you have any problem with the episode at all? And would you consider it one of the strongest episodes in the season? You know, almost two full seasons of the show. I would say. My position on that is it was a very strong episode, but I have problems with this whole picking one episode and saying it's the best. And strong, I was said stronger. It, I said strong, one of the stronger episodes. Right. I'm with you. I think the way I will categorize it is it is an extraordinarily important episode for oh, a man. number of reasons. One, because Ahsoka Tano is in it crossover character from animation that's really huge and important too because she asked questions that are going to need answering one of which was she asked that character morgan whatever her name was where is thrawn and if you don't know who thrawn is or why she would be looking for thrawn that's a question you need to uh you, you know, you need to suss out for yourself by sitting your ass down and watching Clone Wars and Rebels. So, well, let me and ask that you this. will answer that question. Did they intertwine the animation to the live action in a way where you felt like it was properly handled, at least? Yeah. Yeah. But I think more importantly than that, and this includes Bo-Katan as well. 
they're they're asking questions mm-hmm. that extend from those characters' appearances on other shows like Clone Wars and Rebels. They're asking the right questions. And those questions are going to need to be answered and explored. And I feel like bringing Thrawn live into this universe is inevitable. I feel like... Uh, well, a number of things, uh, a, a number of things in the, in this season, especially have opened doors up Boba Fett, but Bo- or who we assume to be Boba Fett, because you know, that thing that I said after we discussed it and where it didn't have to be him, mm-hmm. I still maintain the fact that it doesn't necessarily have to be him mm-hmm. that aside Boba Fett, Bo-Katan, Ahsoka Tano, all of these are crossover characters from animation or from other uh, uh, other uh, sort of imprints of the story. Uh, really really so quickly, really quickly, sir. Yes. We need to acknowledge the fact that we have West Coast Scott in our West Instagram Coast Scott right is now. live from Knott's Berry Farms. <laughs> I'm not a fan, sir. I went there and I did not have a good time. Their Bigfoot exhibit was interesting, but everything else about the place was like, it was kind of like Earl's Disneyland. You know, instead of going to actual Disneyland, you go to like Earl's Disneyland, Mm -hmm. you know, like that. That's kind of what I felt about Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, Going back to the show really quickly, I definitely liked the way how, you know, they they answered one of the bigger, you know, just one more of a curiosity, but they they gave you the the name of the child, which is just something everyone was kind of curious about. Good. Let's take that point before you go on to the next point. Let's let's what what does he say? The social distancing food is pretty good. No rides. Oh, you went there for jelly. Hey, he's having fun Your with the store family. probably he's, carries jelly. He's having fun with the family. I don't see a problem with that. Get back to Disney. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about the naming thing, because this was a this was. This was a hill they're going to die on and they're never going to win the battle because no matter what they name that kid, there is a a swath of people that are just not going to like it. Oh, yeah. So they named the child Grogu, which I thought was, I mean, no name is going to satisfy anybody. Yeah, Yeah. But yet there are people who are like, oh, the name, oh, it's terrible, blah, blah, blah. And okay, but it is what it is now. So we need to just get used to it. Keep calling him the child, you know, keep calling him, you know, whatever it is, baby Yoda, if you need to call him that. Call him all the things that you want to call him. The character has an actual name now, you know, and I'm not a big fan of it either, but there it is. It's out there, and and that's what it is. Do I think that was an important point of the episode? No. Do I think it's probably the least important part of the episode? Yes. Everything else about that episode was more important than the kid's name. The fact that the kid, what happened to the kid, we have a bit more of his history, more important than his name. Mm -hmm. We have uh, somebody fighting with a pure Beskar spear. That's more important. You have... Ahsoka Tano, which is probably, if not the most important, it's a really close tie to the fact that Ahsoka Tano asks, where's Thrawn? 
which means in all likelihood, Thrawn is alive. And if Thrawn is alive, that has so many implications. And I know, Mr. Monty, you have no idea what I'm talking about here, but nope. Thrawn being alive has so many implications for future projects. I don't even know where to begin. Awesome. That's so, great. So the there like, you go. I mean, this, this is why you have great writing. But the, what I was going to say was the fact that with the naming, as a quick side note, I, I wondered if they were trying to do like a combination or a play of George Lucas's name to kind of like, you know, give him a nod or something like that. I was just a little kind of curious on that, you know, just in terms of like how they came up with the name for, for if they the had child. come up with the best name of all time, it wouldn't have mattered. You're, it just doesn't matter. You're absolutely right. Name. And again, I'm not even arguing yeah. or saying it's a dumb name or whatever. No, the no, case no, may no. Be. I, just the creative I, I have process. no idea how they could have come up with that name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to be honest. With, no with, idea. With all the names that they have in there, I'm, I'm always kind of curious how they uh, uh, yeah. kind of came out, you know, how, how they think of them. Uh, but beyond that, uh, I just, again, this is from someone who doesn't uh, know nor really care so much for the backstory as much with the, the whole universe. But uh, it just, it makes me want to know... Uh, you know, now I want to know those other uh, aspects. Like, what is it that yep. he doesn't really, the child doesn't really remember uh, previously? What is this next yeah. big step that he has to do? And as we're getting closer to the end of this season, I mean, they're just kind of like, they're just, they're just, they're throwing the pitch out there for them to hit a home run for season two, uh, three rather, excuse me, uh, yep. at the exact same time. It's just so, I'm just so impressed by the writing uh, yeah. of this i know like we talked about like that coffee table book in terms of like the art style but i would just love to hear a master class kind of uh session about the writing process for the show because it's so damn tight not to say you that have they're to watch mm -hmm. you, you've watched that show right whatever it's called the documentary about season one i've watched it but i'll be very i honest. hope they I do would... that for season two also yeah i haven't paid attention to that or nor or really remember i should say i guess uh from those episodes but i should really i should really rewatch it once this is all done yeah you should uh but i mean just really solid writing like i said someone who doesn't care like we even like joked around like uh in discord because i i've always said how i don't care for star wars now i have to put like an asterisk next to that comment and say like but mandalorian is the shit so there's well, like mandalorian <laughs> mandalorian sir is your gateway drug oh because mandalorian should force you to watch at least clone wars or at some point, it may it may demand that you watch Clone Wars. That's an and that may demand that you watch Rebels, because Ahsoka is in all of those, and she's a very she's become a really important character that never existed in any film or live action until last week. Meanwhile, she has become a very important character, you know. And mm. I don't know where it's going to go from here. And honestly, let's be honest, I can name at least three, four shows, four, four shows that could be developed for Disney Plus just out of this season alone. Bo-Katan trying to get, uh, you know, trying to bring the Mandalorians back together. Uh, what's his name? The sheriff of that little town in Tatooine, just like a little space Star oh, Wars Western. Love that. Boba Fett, enough said. Uh and Ahsoka Tano and Thrawn and whatever the hell else, you know, however all of that's going to tie together. Mm -hmm. there, that's at least four shows that could be developed to stand on their own two feet with just the things that have happened 
in this season of The Mandalorian. Yeah, just Dave Filoni, Favreau, like just really beautiful stuff so far. I mean, it's just, it's just, yeah. And what can you say other than it's amazing, really? How, how many other ways can you describe it? Um, so yeah, just really, really good stuff. And you know what? That's not a bad idea, even just to kind of watch stuff in order. So I would even consider that since uh, I do have Disney Plus for the year. So there's that. Um, well, I do want to. I do want to tell you, Mr. Monty, if we're going to take a break, we should do it right now because I got a hard out in a few minutes, and maybe we should do some quick news hits after that. You know what? The, yes, we will do that. The only thing I will just add: uh, Disney Plus is going to have a new Black Panther intro to uh, uh, honor Chadwick Boseman. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Since we, oh, that's great. We're on the Disney. That's Plus really intro. amazing. Uh, but but Kev, why don't you take us a break, good sir? And with that, we will go to break. All right. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Rob Paulson, better known as Pinky, and Maurice LaMarche, better known as The Brain. Yes, and you are listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. <laughs> no. Quiet, Pinky, or I shall have to hurt you. They're Pinky and the Brain, 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 Brain. Narf! Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, and Big Kev Huna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is a 118th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the Proton Torpedo Bay, working engine lights, and a light up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position the laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get 118 scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel, transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. 
when you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of this subscription. As a fan in collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwin.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. And with the magic of editing, Dom is here for our commercial, so we didn't have to uh, do that, and we can save some time since, again, we're still on a time crunch for uh, we are. today. Yeah. So, can yeah. we, we uh, again, we, without the heart and soul of the show with us, we need to keep it a little simple here. So, But there's like a rant that I just really want to hit on because okay. there isn't really a whole hell of a lot going on in the news right now, uh, but there's yep. something that I talked about, two different conversations that I came up with some friends that I just really want to mention is the fact that uh, it is ridiculous just how many people uh, in this col- in, in our uh, culture of talking about entertainment, they find it so natural that they need to uh, throw spoilers out there and how they need to ruin endings and how they need to ruin topics and conversations for folks. Um, I'm not going to go into uh, you know specific details, but I mentioned to someone how uh, I was... You know, I'm super behind on Daredevil, a book that you, you know, both of us love. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, you know, I oh, saw, did someone just spoil that episode, that that issue for you someone, that just came out? Someone spoiled the most recent one, and by someone, I mean the internet, because uh, it was one of those random tweets that just said from a, and I say this with quotes, news agency. Uh, complaining about or really saying what the story was to get them to click on their article. Uh, so a buddy of mine complained how they ruined uh, the latest episode. Well, it wasn't uh, last week's Mandalorian for him after saying that uh, he hasn't watched it yet. I, w- I listened to an episode of Conan O'Brien talking with, I don't remember if it was Jim Carrey, uh, but just, oh no, it was J.J. Abrams uh, saying how uh, he doesn't understand how like his kids watch trailers that tell him the whole movie, even the ending, uh, to get them to watch it for some reason, where he loved the idea. He never, he didn't know what was coming at the end of Planet of the Apes, oh, yeah. for an example. And I'm with you. And I get how everyone wants to have those clicks online. They want the YouTube views. They want the article clicks to bring in that revenue. I get that aspect at least, but maybe having some quality in your product will help encourage those clicks, those revenue drivers in that capacity at the exact same time. Because listen, how many times have I wanted to talk about uh, the latest episode of The Mandalorian over the last month or so, but we haven't because we don't want to spoil it for anybody. You know, there's, there are people who take active steps to make sure that that doesn't happen. And there are some people, like you said, that use it as clickbait or that just are just going to spoil stuff. Speaking of that issue of Daredevil, will you pick me up one from your store? Because I got to make sure that I get one. Yeah, and no apparently problem. they're, you know, getting sold out all over the place. If you can just send so. me a reminder text when we're done here. Um, Helen Keller could have seen this coming if you're reading the book. Uh, so it's not really a surprise to anybody. 
except retailers because there was no hints given by Marvel. There was no heads up. You might want to buy more of this issue. Nothing. But he, And here's the thing. That's why it's so outrageous. So I'm okay when they do that. I like not knowing that that last issue of Walking Dead was the last issue. I have no problem with yep. the fact that it wasn't advertised substantially. It's the same it's reason great. why people who are old-time comic book fans, they don't get excited when they hear that like an old character is coming back. Because take you know put on the side the fact that that happens often, uh, it's the fact that they're told about it so many months in advance. There's no excitement for when it actually happens. Yep. So they they're just diluting their own product. And what makes it really sad, like my friend with Mandalorian, uh, you know, his, the way his business works. I mean, he brings in a lot of clients, um, you know, with comic book uh, lettering and artwork and everything in that capacity. Where he has to be on social media, he needs the interaction. He needs to bring in that kind of clientele that helps him right. as a big driver there. So he can't look away from his Twitter timeline. He needs to read what's coming across. So right. it's one thing if you say. Keep it, maybe it sounds kind of clickbaity, but doesn't spoil anything like major announcement, you know, major, you know, transition happening in Daredevil number, whatever, 25. Uh, but just leave it at that. That's totally cool. If you you Photoshop the cover so it looks different, that's totally cool as well. Yep. Um, but the way everyone is so quick to critique, give their opinions wanting to be able to just throw it out there have like a little bit of uh uh integrity you know some old school journalistic integrity in that capacity now there's nothing wrong if you and i are speaking offline about something you know what you know like be aware of your surroundings it's just it's so not journalists that's the problem well these are sensationalists there you go that's actually that's a very good way of putting it uh and think about things in that capacity you know i got and not to not to beat the kid while he's not here, but I got really upset when Sandwich spoiled Creed for me when I, right after I told them <laughs> I bought it, but haven't had a chance to watch it yet. That's the exact same situation that I'm speaking of, and that was a total honest mistake on the kid's part. So I'm not even like I'm not like upset or anything. But that was one of the funniest things ever happened on this show. I, I actually kind of want to go back to listen to that. Honestly, that was so damn good. Yeah, but. Uh, my point of the fact is that, you know, have respect for other people, like have that kind of embargo set in your head. I mean, if you everyone got so excited for the last Avengers movie, you know, if you were one of the few people who were able to see that midnight viewing, why tweet out like the ending to everybody, you know, right after like that doesn't make you special. It makes you a douche. Don't be a yeah. douche. Be be respectable. Don't be a douche. And you know what? Try to, you know, you, you say that you want change in Hollywood. You say that you don't like the way certain trailers look or this or that. But they're kind of reflecting based off the way people move on social media, yep. what their reaction. They are listening. Oh, they're listening. News organizations, right. movies, like all those outlets, they, they do listen how they respond is, you know, each, you know, a different situation. But they are minimum listening. And they, they, they actually spend a lot of money on focus groups to make sure that they're, they're really listening to what people want uh, from the products. So take that in consideration because it's the, oh, I'm trying not to get angry now because somehow I am, but uh, we're in this culture where keep, it's- Keep your journalistic integrity. There you go. Take a t- deep breath. Zen moment. Deep breath. Uh, Centered. My, 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 I'm good now. Thank you. Uh, but there is the- 
I think people just need to take a, d- a deep breath and, and think about having a, a just a open conversation. Maybe just having like, a, you know, if you're going to tweet about something, leave it open-ended or, or tease it in a way where they really have yeah. no clue what you're saying. And if you really want change in Hollywood or in comic books or whatever the case may be, have right. some respect for what the product is as a whole. Because uh, those creators are listening to what you're saying and getting you know being able to surprise people uh in the in the digital age of social media where everyone has a computer with them in their pocket at all times makes things right. very very challenging uh and it makes it harder for us to enjoy that kind any kind of content right. because of which so i think people just really need to kind of take that in consideration and to uh try to roll with the punches a little bit better and yep, uh, just with you. be fucking nice there you go. Just be nice. Just be nice folks out there. Be nice boys and girls. That'd be very super. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of my rant. Like that's just don't don't be a dick. That's it. Yeah. Don't be it's a hard. Dick. It's hard for it's hard for some people to, you know, not be sensationalist because, you know, it it some, some for some of them it affects their bottom line with social media and uh, those sorts of things. So you know, I get it. I get it's hard to be a good person, but at the same time, you kind of have to be a, a, a better person about these sort of things because it's important. You know, it's uh, it's necessary for us to maintain some decorum because if everything becomes rote and boring, no one will tune in for anything. <laughs> I mean, right. why would you? So... You know, if if, if I'm going to know the ending and the, the everything of everything before I'm able to see it, that's just going to take all the joy out of it. But it's going to do it for everyone. So, yeah, I know. And that's why we will continue to not do that on this program, even though some people, I don't want to mention names, uh, rant and rave about us talking about the Mandalorian episode five days after it premieres. No, we're not going to do that. I mean, <laughs> we'll say we liked it, and next week we'll talk the shit out of it. Yeah. But, you know, we're just not going to do that. We're not going to see a movie. You know, we've seen a lot of movies in advance over the years. Not going to talk about it, you know? And and that's just the fact. That's just the way we're going to continue to have integrity, you know, talk about stuff that we want to talk about, have our opinions, talk about uh, toy. It's the same thing like people who are doing toy reviews online and saying how amazing toys are, the toys are that they're reviewing because they're getting sent them by the company and they feel obligated to say nice things about them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when I don't want to, I don't want to drop any hints or anything here, but it's like when, you know, when you have guests on the show in a week and maybe you didn't like that movie that they were in that we're going to talk about. That is the only circumstance under which you had best say it's the best damn movie you have ever seen. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just putting that out there. And, and it's worth pointing out. like there's Random. A di- That's just random. It's and, not even specific to next week or this show or guests. And there's a big difference between something that's put out by a company with like their press release versus you know an actual kind of like piece of art you know whether it's a a movie show comic book or something like that so there is a a big there there is like but but people need to just know that there's that different dynamic at the same time um the press release is what they want you to know about it Mm -hmm. yeah what they it's they're setting the expectations for you and they're telling you how to feel about it 
before you've seen it. They're preparing you to go in and see it. Trailers do the same thing. It's just more visceral in a trailer than it is words on a page. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you on this. Uh, and I think that we will maintain our integrity uh, as a result. Which is why I'm, I'm naming the show episode 615, Don't Be a Jerk. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Uh, Big Kev, I think that's just about it. Oh, the other thing I just wanted to mention with the, uh, the child eating those eggs. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. I'm just gonna yeah, throw no. That, I'm just gonna throw that out there real quick because we teased it last week. Yep. So uh, we can't say that. I was even, I was I was more paying attention to the fact that there was like two dozen Mon Calamari characters, <laughs> and there is now a group on Facebook. I believe you could look it up. I believe it's called Cozy Fish People. That's a group on Facebook. These are people who are dedicated to cosplaying the the mon calamari and the um the squid head i always forget the name of their race um the squid heads is what they used to be called mon calamari are the same as admiral akbar and the squid heads those two races hate each other both represented in that episode cozy fish people on facebook look it up these are people who are dedicated to cosplaying characters that they saw in that episode from those two races if for no other reason you want a good laugh, go look at these dedicated cosplayers who are like finding sweaters like online. Like, where did they get that sweater? Oh, guys, I found <laughs> it. Here it is. Here's a picture of me wearing it. You have to go and look. Check it go. out. Cozy Great. Fish People. Absolutely and with that, Mr. Monty. Uh, yep, we're going to wrap things up right this second. Uh, you can catch us, or if you want to hear your own voicemail on uh, Geeks of TNG, oh. call the GVM line at 201-730-2547. Which I I'm really to, glad you know that number because I don't think I know it by heart. Yep, I know how to read the numbers off the prep sheet because I remember oh, the old one. I remember Perfect. the old one, not the new one. You can also send a, uh, an email at geeksoftng at gmail.com. You can find me uh -huh. online as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M, on the YouTube, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Twitch, the uh, LinkedIn, the Yelp. I'm, I'm everywhere. Uh, Big Kev, what's your information? Uh, I'm at, I'm on the Xbox one network as big Kev GS. You can find me at all other social media at geek stuff. No BK geek stuff. That's it. <laughs> Haven't done that in a while. Uh, and you can yeah. find young sandwich as fat Dumbledore on the Instagram. <laughs> uh, I, I will forever love that. Uh, and with that big Kev. With that, Mr. Mayhem, we will bring this episode to a close episode 615 the one we call Don't Be a Jerk, uh, to a close the way we end some episodes by saying good night, David Prowse, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.